supposed to be Saturday? What day is it today? Wednesday. Exactly. Welcome to Film Fight Club. I'm Glenn Falkenstein from Falcon Screen, and we are joined by freelance writer and critic Virat Nehru. Hello, hello, people. And Sydney filmmaker Chris Evans. Hey, guys. It's an exciting Very time. Excited. Good to see the Film Festival. Finally. It is. It's here. We've been waiting a long, long time. In a moment, we're going to be talking all things Sydney Film Festival with the extremely hardworking, very talented director of the festival, Shen Moodley. Before we do that, we want to talk very quickly about News of the Week. The um, Environmental Film Festival is currently streaming around Australia. The Italian Film Festival is screening across the country. The Sunset Cinema Korean Guy is currently screening. The British Film Festival, in addition to the Sydney Film Festival, kicks off tonight in Sydney, as well as Canberra, Brisbane, Adelaide and Perth. Static Vision have a number of films, including El Planetana, screening as part of the Sydney Film Festival. You can catch those during the run. Um, the Sydney Science Fiction Film Festival starts um, tomorrow online and then becomes an in-person event come November 11th, running through November. The Joy House Film Festival this weekend and the Canberra Short Film Festival kicks off later this week. However, now we are talking all things, the biggest film festival in the country, which is the Sydney Film Festival. I mean, the biggest film festival this year because there's no myth. That is true. That is very true. Good save. Good save, Chris. Sorry, Miffers. Sorry, Mimble people. But it's true. It's true. Yeah. Sydney have it. Sydney. Have it now. Ha ha. Yeah, we've got it. Sydney, better, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, today, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a bad week. There was some race yesterday. Whatever. It doesn't matter. We have a much better event, the Sydney Film Festival. And we have joining us. have died at, uh, at SFF, to my knowledge. <laughs> you, mean, all... you, mean, you mean no horses were harmed during the making of this festival? Yeah, that's right. Hmm. We're going to get the benefit of the doubt that this is true. I don't feel the need to ask the Shen directly. Speaking of which, we have joining us the director of the Sydney Film Festival, the Shen Moodley. The Shen, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's a great pleasure. Good to speak to you guys again. Thank you for having me on the show. It's really good to have you here and it's really good to have you back. Um, we're keen to have a Sydney Film Festival in full swing after a little while we haven't seen the folks in person. Can you tell us what it's like as the festivals, the director of the festival, to be able to welcome audiences in Sydney back to cinema screens? Well, it's been a, it's been a long journey and, I, and I, I can't say that we were certain we would ever reach this point in 2021. I mean, I, in 2020, we, were, we felt very certain that we'd be able to return in 2021, but of course the festival was initially scheduled for June and then we moved to August and then it became clear August wasn't going to happen. And then we had to speculate as to mm. what date it could possibly happen um, and settled on November without really knowing if things would improve. Remember this was back in June that I think we mm. had to make the decision of either to cancel or to still somehow keep the dream alive. And, I have to uh, congratulate you for keeping that dream alive because on the show, I've had to eat my words because when you announced the November date and it was getting towards you know mid-September, early September, I was saying there's no way they'll be able to do that. SFF is going to be canceled again, doom and gloom, or will people even want to go? But now that November's rolled around, it's exactly what I think we all want or need even. If you're exactly. Just, just like James Bond, Sydney Film Festival returns. <laughs> That's it. So it it's been it's been a tough it's been a tough ride really. But I, I think the the team of the festival, the board of the festival, there's so many films that were part of the festival, all really wanted to make it happen, um, and we're we're quite resilient. And so I'm really glad we're at this we're at this point. And tomorrow mm. we kick off, and we'll have people in the cinema again. I was I was in the I was in the state 
today for some tech checks and very important with a bunch of people and we, we were all just marveling at how beautiful it was mm -hmm. has it be, has it become more beautiful somehow over this time um Cinema i'm not like sure even but it's kind of lost world right when yeah it's it's from... it's tremendous so we're, we're very happy to be back there hmm. have you had difficulty keeping the organizing team together to run the festival or you know even organizing films has it been an organizational nightmare i guess is the broader question uh, it's not easy because, of course, uh, every time you change the dates of the festival, you, it's not like every film just moves along with you. You say, oh, are we moving? And everyone says, yeah, that's fine. It's uh, reconfirming every single film. And, and there are a lot of films in the, in the program. Even in the reduced program, there are a lot of films. So that's logistically complicated. Um, and with the team, we, we're working with the reduced team because, of course, we had a full team prepared for the August festival, um, which, which couldn't happen. So we have a reduced team now who've worked extremely hard um, to put it all together. So yeah, we're, we've, uh, I think we've done extremely well under very, very difficult circumstances. I wanted to touch upon uh, the hybrid nature of the fest. I know previously uh, there were statements coming out we're very adamant that you wanted it to be a cinema first experience, but now we're going hybrid. How, what prompted that change or, you know, basically it's a reality of COVID, but also being adamant that you wanted to be cinema first versus now being hybrid, what prompted that change in decision? Sure. Look, we, we know that being in the cinema is the primary thing we want to do. Uh, at the same time, we, we understood that the circumstances of this year uh, were not going to be what we imagined. Mm -hmm. like we thought we'd be able to, to have a full in-cinema festival in August, uh, it became clear that that was not going to be possible and, and that the circumstances were very different from those we envisaged. We want people who, are, who have not managed to get their second vaccination yet. We want people who are still a bit hesitant to go to the cinema. Uh, we want people who can't find their way to Sydney, of course, in this time. Um, and for, for varying reasons of making the festival more accessible, we want to have... Uh, an on-demand component this year. Uh, and of course the on-demand component Virat was a backup in case we couldn't do in cinema at all. So uh, we prepared on that on that basis. There's also, of course, we're going was to- Was that all, all, always part of the plan in the on-demand component? Was it already part of the planning process previously? Look, we've, we did it last year and it was always something we thought we could possibly do. I, I wouldn't say when we were planning for the June festival, it was something we were thinking about, but hadn't committed to. And for August, we thought it would be in cinema um, only, but you know, we, you, you can plan, you can plan all sorts of things, <laughs> as you know. Um, and, and then you've, you've got to adapt and, and sometimes adapt very quickly. Mm -hmm. Talking about the returning to the program and talking about adapting, we've seen COVID and the prevailing circumstances have a huge impact on the film world and filmmakers. Um, in what way did had this may or other factors inform the program selection, sourcing films, but also um, some of the individual films that we might get to see as part of this year's lineup? Well, in a very strange way, the delays and the lockdowns have been very positive for the ultimate program 
and that's a strange thing to say but whereas usually we present the previous 12 years at uh, 12 months you know the best of the previous 12 months of cinema this year we're, pre we're presenting some films that i saw more than two years ago and some films that i saw just a few weeks ago mm. so that's a span of two years and of course in in the program changing over time we lost some films and and that's sad but at the same time you know in the last weeks of the selection which wasn't very long ago i must tell you it, it's just a few weeks ago um, we managed to secure films like Jane Campion's The Power of the Dog, Paolo Sorrentino's The Hand of God, the Wes Anderson film, The French Dispatch, um, the Pedro Almodovar film, Parallel Mothers, June. Yeah, the Villeneuve film, June. The program came out. <laughs> yeah. Like everything I've wanted to watch since the last lockdown prior to the one we were experiencing at that time. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so all those films came in literally in the last days of the selection and then we had things that we've we've collected from some time ago um you know for instance from berlin uh, in 2020 mm. so that's how it's impacted the program and, and and yeah i think it's it's resulted in something unusual in that you can have such a range uh of course just the the pure fact that we're in november means that we can now look at films from toronto and venice Whereas if you're in June, you can, you cannot. And of course, we have a lot of films from Cannes this year. Uh, we always have we always have a number, but uh, this year we have really a lot. And uh, yeah, I think it's it's great for for the audience. You're listening to Film Five on Two SCR with Glenn Falkenstein, Chris Evans of Aru. The city is coming back. The movies are coming back. And best of all, you're coming back. So bring your gasps, bring your laughter, and bring your biggest big screen crushing. Because movies aren't movies unless we're at the movies together. Sydney Film Festival, back in theatres, back together. November 3 to 14 in cinema and November 12 to 21 on demand. Explore the program and book tickets at sff.org.au. Two SER sponsors. I think we always love to fight about our uh, clashes and the films that we would like to watch. But uh, which are the films that you'd like to recommend but otherwise people usually miss out from their program guide if they're trying to make their picks. Ah, there's, there's so much. I think, you know, alongside those, those very big names of, of cinema, there's so many new filmmakers um, and new films, first film, first or second films that are really exciting. I, I think uh, Hit the Road, the Iranian film is, is fantastic. There are two films from Cannes that are, uh, are really amazing. Uh, Amparo and uh, uh, Prayers for the Stolen. Hmm. I think those are two really incredible films. There's there's so much in the program that I think people really should take some chances and um, see things that you know they know very little about. Uh, the Indian film Just Like That is a film I first saw I think in a rough cut three years ago. Um, and I've really, I really love the film. Again, it's a, it's a first feature, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm really happy to, to play that. It's, there's so much, there's so much that I struggle to come up with, with more than a few, but I could, uh, I could recommend a few more if you like. Going on uh, what you were saying before about 
how it's benefited the program having to draw from such a long period of time uh, for films. I've noticed that we're already seeing not just documentaries, but feature fiction films that are directly addressing the pandemic, right? Like Bad Luck Banging for one and uh, the Tsukua Diaries yeah. as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's just interesting to think about um, that we've experienced such a period of disruption in the world and filmmakers are already um, getting on top of it. And it's it's already, it just, it feels strange to have well, such a direct uh, conversation with the present moment. I welcome it, but... Um, well, even more strangely than that, mm -hmm. there are a couple of films like uh, Apples or The Dog Who Wouldn't Be Quiet, clearly mm -hmm. made before COVID, that are about pandemics. Yeah. Right? <laughs> very different. Last year. Yeah, very different pandemics, the types of pandemics. But mm -hmm. that's, that's even more freaky than the films that have managed to be made during COVID. And there are a lot of films that we have. That are that have been made during the pandemic. Some addressing their some addressing it very directly, mm. but uh, others just ignoring that it's happening and it's just a film that's being made during the period. Mm. Um, uh, so it's it's quite fascinating. I mean, you could see a lot of films around pandemics. Some some you might not even mm. think they're about pandemics, but were, that were made during the pandemic. So it's uh, it's such a huge thing that it will color the way that we read a lot of films. I think. Yeah. I think so. I think so. And and I quite like like a film like like Bad Luck Begging or, or Looney Porn. It's a film that could have been made ignoring the fact that it was made during a pandemic. But I think embracing it uh, is it makes a film in a way stranger and funnier. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm very curious about how different countries are represented in this year's program. Can you tell us about some of the particular nations that we might not otherwise have seen in previous years or that have a particularly strong representation this year? I noticed that Belgium had a very high proportion of films, which I was glad to see. Perhaps a high proportion of co-productions rather than films made in Belgium. Yeah. Uh, um, Iran, of course, is is represented. Uh, you know, we have we have, of course, the the Abbas Kiarostami retrospective, but also films by Mohammad Rasulov, uh, Jaffa Panahi, and uh, Jaffa Panahi's son, uh, Pana Panahi. Um, so there, there are quite a number of Iranian films. There are a couple of Georgian films. We don't see very many Georgian films, uh, but there are two, I think, astonishing Georgian films. Bright and Forth, which is a very funny, very warm and, and tender film about a, a, a father, an old wrestling champion who comes to New York because his son is in trouble with some moneylenders. And then Beginning, which I think is really one of the great debuts of the last couple of years. Um, uh, an unusual story about religious persecution and uh, a woman in particular who has to, to deal with these very odd circumstances, um, but truly a, a masterpiece. I think a, a really incredible first film. I praise. I think uh, uh, I wanted to touch upon the logistics of actually going into cinemas and watching the films because it's usually a very tight turnaround whenever you're getting out of the state and rushing to the event cinemas or whatever, especially people like us who fill out our flexis. Uh, I think this year the queues would probably be longer it's going to be taking longer with scanning and everything else. So is that something you've kept in mind in terms of how that might work? Uh, well, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think this year you, you might actually have uh, a chance to eat something. 
between films even have you know have a coffee have a have a drink um there there typically be if, if the cinema is large there's typically a one hour turnaround time so if you if you're watching two films in the same cinema um then you especially if it's a large cinema like the state um you'll have plenty of time in between to go out and and you know take a take a break before the new film it's it's complicated because while trying to keep these turnarounds um turnaround times fairly lengthy to enable cleaning and the longer process of people checking in and having their their vaccination status checked at the same time we don't want to start films too late um I'm not sure what it is with Sydney, but people don't like films to start after after nine o'clock. Whereas I'm often in, you know, in Berlin seeing films at 10.30, but, um, but uh, we, we don't want to start films too late. And uh, so it, I think it's the best we could do under the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully you can, you'll have plenty of time if you're watching something at the state and then want to go to events or vice versa, you'll have plenty of time. It might not always work out because there are some constraints on either end, but uh, hopefully you tell me at the end. But, but thankfully they're not colliding with Vivid this year. So, you know, you can go to Dendi and, and come back as well. So it's not much of an issue. Yeah. Well, no longer Dendi, right? You can go to Dendi Newtown. I mean, yeah. that might be tight, but I think, I think it's doable. I think if you watch a film at, at six or six o'clock at the state, you could make a second session. There you go, Glenn. You can make your titanium session from Denny Newtown, come back to the state. Yeah, the, the only exercise we, I get in a year is like running from the state to event to Newtown and the Orpheum, which I think is a good run. So I'm I, I'm keen to um, my, my runs. Yeah, so I think after the after watching Titan, you might just need to take a, a drink. <laughs> rather than a race to cross the city but you know I'll let, okay. let's see how you feel i think That's i'm actually good. closing my festival with titan so um hmm. but maybe maybe good advice yeah that's a good time to crash as somebody who lives in the world of cinema how do you feel personally about returning to the festival and what it means to hold this event well for me it's it's quite it's going to be quite a different festival i um there'll be no international guests Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I spend a lot of time with, with the guests who are coming from, from all over the world to the festival. Uh, the other strange thing is that with this selection, I've seen fewer films in the cinema than ever before. I've, uh, there's some, of course, that I've seen in the cinema, but, but mostly I've watched films uh, at home on my, on my television. So there's some films that I really want to see in the cinema. Usually I get to see maybe one film during the entire festival this year, I, I think I'll see more than that, mm. uh, which I look forward to. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really very happy that we've reached this point. I, it, it, I, I think you guys understand that it was so precarious mm. um, that we, it's so difficult to make decisions under these circumstances, you make a decision and you think it's the right one. And then a few weeks later, it, it looks like, well, that's not going to work. So it really, I do feel a sense of, of relief that we're finally getting to this point. At the same time, uh, I'm working on next year's selection. 
um, because June is Already. is not that far away. Yeah, that's right. After all, and 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 that has to you know some of that work has to be done. Hmm. I'm guessing now. that right. I'm guessing that means uh, late editions probably on on the cards this time around. Oh, we have everything. What what do you want? You can't do that. When the, uh, when the you already have two festivals out, in less than 12 months. I'm good with that later. When the, the program came out, there was a message saying um, something like in the press notes about uh, late editions. And I just thought, I hope there aren't any because I'm going to struggle to fit them in. And this is a great enough program already. So I don't think it's really lacking for anything. Look, if Paul Thomas Anderson calls me in a few minutes and yeah. says, yeah, do you want to show licorice pizza? Then I will. Well, think, that okay, might maybe we could do one late edition. Maybe we could do one late edition, but uh, no, I think it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's been complicated enough to get to get to this point. I don't think we, we wish to um, complicate matters any, any further. There were, there were extra sessions of June for the very hardcore fans who I'm sure were extremely happy. So there, there, there were additional sessions added. True, but not, not extra films. No, no, not any new yeah. films. Not yeah. new films. But not the festival goes on after the festival with the uh, online component as well. There's quite a lot of uh, additional films as well as extra sessions of, you know, stream online the films that you missed at the festival. That's right. That's right. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a fairly big selection. Last year we did just just over 30 films mm. um i think to around 20 feature-length films this time we have close to 60 feature-length films and uh and a number of shorts as well so it's a it's a it's a pretty big selection and uh, with many great films so i hope for people who want to catch up on things and people who don't have a chance to get to to the cinemas or can't make it to the cinemas at all um that they indulge in, mm. in the on-demand selection People outside of Sydney, of course, as well. I mean, we uh, greatly enjoyed the Myth Play selection this year. Being, uh, yeah. you know, so we appreciate how that broadens the accessibility of the festival. Absolutely, absolutely. So you're quite right. It's available Australia wide. Mm -hmm. Opening night is around the corner. So uh, tell us about the opening night film and where we can get tickets. We have already got tickets, but where other people can get tickets. I don't know if you can get tickets anymore for Here Out West. It's a, it's a it's a fantastic film. One we're really happy to have as the opening film. I think it's I think all sessions are sold out, um, mm. but sometimes uh, tickets are released at the last moment. So um, to get tickets, go to our website sff.org.au or the app is um, is really a convenient way to keep checking and, and to get tickets very easily. Mm. And for streaming online. How do we go about um, seeing films come the latter end of the, of the in-person festival? Well, well, that entire selection is, is available on our website as well. If you click on the on-demand uh, section of the website and you can actually buy tickets right now. Um, you, you needn't wait until the last moment to rent them. You can, you can buy tickets right now and up until the moment the film starts. Is there a cap on the online uh, screening? On some, on some of the films, yes. Uh, mm. On some of the films, and, and those vary film by film. But as always, we, we update uh, our website to tell you what's selling fast. And what's, just understanding whether I should wait to get some online films or not. Yeah. But if they have, well, you know, don't wait if you're sure. We, you know, yeah. we, we, we'd like to take your money now. <laughs> Good. In case you get busy later or, you know, you want to go to a restaurant or something. Yeah, buy now. Yeah. Um, lose out. Before we wrap, I was just wondering, 
what are your absolute top picks of the festival? Putting aside if it's selling out, putting aside if everybody's going to go to see it anyway, or if it, it's overexposed? Look, I, I think it's it's always a very difficult question for me to, to answer. I can understand uh, not wanting to play favorites in your position. Yeah, I, I think all the films in the official competition are really special. It's not easy uh, for a film to appear there because a lot of films are competing for, the, for those spots. It's 12 films, $60,000 for the Sydney Film Prize that goes to the director. So, you know, lots of films want to be in the competition. So I, I think very seriously about that selection. And um, I think there are lots of great things there. So I'd say to people, um, you know, be sure to watch as many of the official competition films as, as possible. Um, there's some films, you know, that are strange and, and there's a particularly long film, three hour film from, from Japan um, called Drive My Car. And I, I think that's, you know, it, it sounds like a long time. And, and that starts at 9, 9 p.m. at the stage. That would definitely go past midnight, right? Yeah. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it was going to be at nine thirty, but I think we thought better of that. Um, and but it's it's magnificent. I think it's it's every second is filled with wonder and strangeness and mystery and kinkiness and uh, it's it's special. I think so. Um, that's one for sure to see. Um, see everything in the competition. I think see everything in the competition, really. It's, 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 a, very, it's a very good year for the competition. I, I was struck by how many films I've been greatly looking forward to are in that selection, so very excited. And I've still got a few sessions I had to fill in myself, so yeah, super keen, and they'll take up some official competition flicks. Uh, Neshin, we know you've got a crazy couple of days ahead, so, and a couple of weeks ahead, so thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you and so many films over the next 12 days. It's a great pleasure. See you guys in the cinema at long last. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you. <laughs> Take care. It was really great to have the show on the show, talking all things movies. Very busy man. It's the eve of the festival now when you're, we're recording this. And uh, he squeezed in time and was very accommodating of us. So we greatly appreciate it. Yeah. So to quickly in our last few minutes, we want to talk about some of the films we're excited to see. I'm trying to fit an owner at war. I can't go to tonight's screening, but I want to go to the screening on Saturday. Justice of Bunny Kings coming out, Night Raiders, mm -hmm. Gaia, South African film on Team 4, Bergen Island, Flea on Virat's recommendation. My, one of my picks at the festival is Petit, Petit Maman next week and Hive, both Tuesday night, which is the Kosovo film we didn't mention, but there hasn't been, so you don't see too many films out of Kosovo coming to Sydney, so I'm keen for that for a country I don't generally see represented on film in Australia. Hmm. I mean, um, there's a good pick on Petit Maman, Hive, I'm not sure, but I will wait for your reactions, Len. I don't want to color your perception. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to Memoria because I think going by the marketing, it's only going to ever be screened in a cinema and never I, going. I don't, I think it's only movies. the case in the US. I think only the Memoria, case in the US. Yeah. I'm going to have a different distribution model. No question. Yes. We will have a more conventional release in Australia. But that said, I am very much looking forward to Memoria because, as I understand it, it's a film that's very heavily reliant on sound design, which is what informed the decision to keep it cinemas only in the US, along with, I'm sure, just a little bit of stuck up pretentiousness. But um, Memoria, I don't expect to be playing in uh, cinemas with great sound systems when it finally comes to Sydney uh, outside of the festival. So I feel like seeing it in the state is probably as, as great a, an experience of it as you're going to get. I'm really, like Nishen mentioned, looking forward to Drive My Car. I've yes. only in fact, both the Hamaguchi films, even Wheel of Fortune and Fantasy, hmm. is also great. So I think yeah, there's a two hour that, that a big, one of the two, they should pick both. That's my recommendation. Five hours of Hamaguchi this festival. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Be happy hours. They'll be happy hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of the films I'm really looking forward to, I'll probably catch after the festival, like Titan and Power of the Dog. Um, yeah. But uh, honestly, the official... Also, the other film that uh, Nishan mentioned, Dog Who Wouldn't Be Quiet, I actually have heard really good things about it. Me too, and I it, heard that's great. Uh, so actually, I'm, I booked them in to see it on the next Saturday. So hopefully see it in, in the cinemas. So yeah, so uh, get the app, get along to the festival. If you see three guys running around crazily talking about movies, it could very well not be us, but it could also very well be us. So come we'll all be in masks, you know, so it'll just add that extra element of mystery. It'll, it'll be three men in a movie, which might be our title of the show, depending. We'll see. Maybe, maybe not. Anyway, come find us, come to the Sydney Film Festival, get the app, have a great time, watch something you wouldn't otherwise watch, take a chance in a few movies. We'll be back with more coverage next week, talking about a lot of different films online and in person. Take care, enjoy movies, be safe, and enjoy Sydney Film Festival. Good night. Take a chance on me. I was thinking that.